I'm Alex Gabelman. This is The Decision, the podcast where people try to convince me to finally abandon the Knicks and become a fan of their favorite team. This is episode 25, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, and joining me to talk Thunder is Nick Kwa. He's the founder of Hot Pod, a newsletter about podcasts. Uh, and he's actually from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. So he has an interesting uh, story about how he became a Thunder fan. Uh, so let's get right into that. Here we go with the Thunder. I actually supported two other teams growing up for very, very arbitrary reasons. Uh, when I was very, very young, my dad went to Sacramento for a conference and brought back a hat. And so... <laughs> like a King's hat? I ended up a King's hat. So I was a King's fan between the age of like... I mean, I don't know. It's like, I, it was during a Mike Bibby, sort of Chris Webber oh, era. Oh, it was a good era. Yeah, yeah they, were, they were good. Yeah, but, you know, it's a sort of like, you know, we're just a couple of like Asian kids playing, a, you know, playing basketball, just watching a crap ton of, of you know, NBA back then. Um, but just because I had a King's hat, that, that was the team that I sort of started following for the longest time. Okay. Um, and then Yao Ming happened. And obviously, you know, if you're a person of, you know, Chinese descent, everybody just aligns with... Uh, the Houston Rockets for for a great deal of time, especially with the big sort of Yao Ming Shaq matchup. Um, so that was my childhood sort of support, you know, league uh, allegiance. Um, the Thunder really only happened because I dropped off from watching basketball up until for, you know in latter days of high school uh, until sort of until college, sort of when um, the original big three was there: James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and Kevin Durant. Sort of when they're all really young, and and this was slightly after. Um, the Sonics moved over to to Oklahoma, and that's I I just caught a game in like the student center one day, and I just kind of just sat down and like this is this is a fucking great team, like this is a fascinating game to watch, and I just started following just the scores and and whatever games I could. Nice, um, cool. So it's really accidentally kind of fall, fell into that. Nice. Okay. Cool. So just just a follow up question. So what did what did Yao mean to you as a person of Chinese descent? Um, it's actually kind of a weird question because in a lot of ways he was just this really, he looked like us, but he also was a huge super human engineered version of us. Like the background in Yao Ming is that he's just this, you know, he was, he's the child of two like athletes. It almost felt like he was sort of born and, and like, you know, raised in the lab. Um, but it was, it was definitely a, a real turning point for a lot of us in thinking about like our relationship to the sport of basketball, like and the NBA is the most televised version of the sport. So it was amazing to see one of us kind of like, you know, play for, for a major team at a very, very high level. But really the sort of the, the Uber awakening was really with Lin Sanity. And so, you know, I say I'm yeah, a, a Thunder boy, fan. my boy, Jeremy Lin. I'm just saying, like, I, you know, I say I'm a Thunder fan, but it's really I'm a Thunder fan and whoever <laughs> Jeremy Lin is playing for right now, <laughs> which is, you know, the not great Brooklyn Nets. So I, I don't know. It's the, it's the closest game from where I live. So I... I you know, you know, jump in once in a while. So, um, okay, so let's, I, I want to get into like, you know, the Thunder as they are right now, the big three, and even like a little bit oh, of yeah. Kevin Durant. But like before that, like we got to talk about how they were the Sonics. I mean, you brought it up, like they were in Seattle for decades and decades and decades. They won a championship there. I, I believe it's their only championship, but the, you know, they went to the finals in, I believe, 96. Yeah, I mean, it was, like, it was during that string of, like, the mid-90s that when, I think, I don't know, I think you're you're on my age, but, like, we were sort of fairly too young to really sort of savor that. Right, yeah, like the Gary Payton, Sean Kemp Sonics, who That's were right. just, like, just, yeah, like, he was, Sean Kemp, like, before the lockout, was just a friggin' beast. Like, if you look at 
if you look at like clips of, of him playing, like he's he's just he's ridiculous. He's just so athletic. It's crazy. He's like he's huge oh, yeah. and athletic. He's a beast. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, I don't have much of a relationship with Seattle, the city, but I imagine it's it was utterly heartbreaking when they moved away in 07, 08, I believe. Um, yeah, but, and, we'll, and know, we'll hear from and we'll hear from yeah. a Sonics fan uh, actually. <laughs> it's a lot of grieving. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's sort of it was also kind of like a strange. It was a fixture of Se- of Seattle, right? Like it was owned by um, Howard Schultz, who's like the CEO of Starbucks. It was like a it's a it's a city institution, and and then um, you know it moves over to a small market, Oklahoma, which you know is a big part of strangely enough a big part of why it, it, that team appeals to me. So if Seattle has its like other teams, like the Seahawks are you know a great team to watch if you're a football fan, um, and it's sort of you know Seattle has a lot going on for it, but. A lot of the Thunder's allure to me is sort of what it does for that city and sort of that the story around that. It's, it's it's really, really, it informs a lot of the game watching from like quarter to quarter basis. Cool. So so you, you jumped on and friggin' Kevin Durant, uh, Russell Westbrook, um, James Harden. These are like MVP. They're like, you basically have like three MVP caliber players right there. Yeah, but it was super young, right? Like when, so I really sort of started taking notice um, when I was in college and it was a lot of like, you know, moving to America, acclimatizing myself kind of thing. And that was like the 2011 NBA finals, which I believe was the first time like the Thunder made it to the finals. And it's just kind of this crazy story where these three, you know, pretty young kids um, sort of pushed that team forward pretty aggressively. Um, and there's that famous sort of clip when they were back in the finals in 2012 and they lose to LeBron James's The Heat. And you could see Kevin Durant like crying in the in the sort of tunnel with his mom. And so I and like James Harden is kind of coldly walking past him. It was kind of one of my favorite sort of narratives and scenes from that from that season. And sort of something about that like the the losers romance of that team. This has stuck around with me. I think. Okay, uh, and now now they're like you know they they lost Harden, but you know they were a little. It was basically just the two of them for a while, like Kevin Durant and. Russell Westbrook, then Kevin Durant obviously went to the Warriors, and that was a whole big thing. Um, mm-hmm. But now they're, you know, Russ won the Russ won the MVP last year, and and now they're adding friggin' you know Carmelo Anthony, one of the best scores in the game, uh, and Paul George, who's you know arguably MVP level is as well. So they have this new big three that's going to be. Kind of insane. Uh, so, like, if I sit down, like, this is this could be a potential big point for me, like being able to sit down and watch like ridiculously good basketball. So, like, what what do I what should I expect when I sit down to watch a Thunder game? Well, I mean, so let's let's walk through this pretty slowly. Actually, like, um, it's it's a first of all, it's a, it's a great thing that Russ now has like additional, you know, really, really people, you know, so players who are on par with him, or maybe on like within his range, and they can really sort of play off to because the last season, despite the fact that he like had this record-breaking triple-double season and that he, you know, basically carried the, the team on his back through to the playoffs. Um, it was kind of maddening to watch because, you know, somebody calls it caveman ball where he just kind of goes to the rim every single time and just uses his team. It's not unlike, you know, how LeBron James uses the Cavs, but Russell Westbrook, to me, is like a much more interesting person, a player to watch because he's so messy. Um, and so with this, like, addition of Paul George and Carmelo Anthony, I personally have, like, a complicated relationship with with watching Kevin Anthony because of the rumors of how he pushed Jeremy Lin out of the Knicks, blah, blah, blah. But in any case, like, it is, we're, it feels like we're walking into a supernova season. Either this is the the shit and the beginning of 
a true challenge to the Warriors. Um, or we're going to watch the biggest, like, explosion in real time. And it's going to be amazing because it's it's awesome that, like, Paul George and, and Melo has not joined the Thunder. But, like, they only, they're only guaranteed for, like, a year. So there's right. a situation here where they're, like, if all goes south or if Russ doesn't know how to share the ball or if, like, they don't know how to fit into that particular playing style or system or any of those, like, dynamics break down, um, you know, we're back to caveman ball and we're probably back to a very frustrated, you know, Russell Westbrook leading a team of, you know, young merry band of misfit toys in a lot of ways. I mean, I like Stephen <laughs> Adams who, who plays a five, but, like, you know, there's really not much else going on with the team, and I can't really think of a a, a rookie or a younger sort of player on the team that like might feel like the future. Um, so it's really it's really all or nothing on on Westbrook, and that's why uh, this is why this season is great to watch. I don't know if this should be a lifetime team for you personally. Ooh, but, interesting. Uh, but this this I mean like this is kind of why I watch this shit because the story here is is fantastic. Hmm, interesting. Okay, okay. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, I guess we covered the future, right? It's like we kind of don't know after after this season, like, you know, like the two of them, Melo and, and Paul George, could walk. Uh, and then, you know, the, we have, we're back to, you know, like you said, uh, uh, Russ and some misfit toys. Um, yeah, but, I mean, I don't, like, what are, you, what are you looking for for your next team, right? Like, I think, for me, it's always been... A big part of why I've supported Thunder, even when Harden's gone, because I love watching Harden play. I still want, love watching him play for the Rockets. And like now that Kevin Durant is, you know, being fixtured into the Warriors, and he's now sort of really becoming this this once in a generation player, what well, twice in a generation player if you include LeBron. Um, it, like my story, my sort of relationship with Thunder is purely with Russell Westbrook. He's just this fascinating figure. He has this sort of weird, you know weird like body physique and an amazing sort of chip on his shoulder and it, it's just an amazing thing to watch a person basically carry out the myth of sisyphus um and it's it, he's got this amazing like extra off the court story as well like he's so into fashion he just yeah. published his book on fashion Wait, and like he, published he, a book he lives that? in oklahoma yeah he has like a hardcover coffee table book that like came out a couple of weeks ago i want to say Wait, what is um, is it like just photos of him I think it's just like a, you know, it's like, it's about fashion. It's like, you know, clo- like, you know, apparel that he likes or whatever. I have no mm-hmm. idea. I'm, I'm not so sure if I ever buy that book because I, I'm not in a place in my personal finances to buy coffee table books. But <laughs> I that would be the first one I would get if I ever strike it rich. But like, yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I, I will, I will yeah. say, I started to drop, but I, I will say like that is like that is a good candidate for a coffee table book for me. That's a big, big plus in, 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 uh, in, in you know, that's a big plus for me. Okay, so. I'm going to take a quick break, uh, but when we come back, uh, Nick is going to make his final pitch to me about joining the Thunder. Hi, this is Mitra. I'm from Dallas, Texas. The decision is sponsored by Alex's Twitter feed, at Alex Kappelman. The best way to support the show is to follow Alex on Twitter. That's at Alex Kappelman. Now let's get back to the show. All right, so Nick, give me your final pitch. It is this beautiful story about how... None of this was supposed to happen. None of this should work, right? None like this former great storied franchise moves over to the middle of the country to a city and a state that previously, you know, did not have a basketball culture. I would argue that like, you know, becomes this sort of explosive, um, explosive character in a wider sort of uh, cast of NBA characters in the span of in under a decade. Um, it is a young franchise. It is a franchise that is developing a sense of history as we as we speak because it's only it's only meaningfully about ten years old. Like you could you could feasibly like 
learn and and you know from the very beginning and sort of develop those relationships from the very beginning and, and it and and it will be amazing. Um, the real reason why you should support Thunder is because this is, I mean, it's it's Russell Westbrook's team. Like this is the Russell Westbrook story and everything that he stands for, from being this sort of strange, mischievous, misfit character that has become iconic and record breaking without actually achieving that level of success. Like it gives you something to root for. And it gives you something to sort of hope for and dream for. And one day, maybe the Thunder will win the entire championship. But it is, I even as a fan, I will say, I don't think this is going to be the year. But if this is a year where everything falls into place and the new big three can really sort of play with each other, we might see a true, like, cathartic arc over the next couple of years. And you want to be there when it happens. Nick Kwa is founder of Hot Pod, a newsletter about podcasts. You can find him at NW Kwa on Twitter. Uh, Nick, thank you for coming on and trying to convince me to join the Thunder. Oh, yeah, of course. The Decision is produced by me. Original music from Louis Stein, Alessio Romano, and my little bro-bro, Scott Cappell. I'll be releasing five new episodes of the show every weekday until Tuesday, October 17th, when I release the final episode with my decision. Uh, Until then, I'm at Alex Kappelman on Twitter.